are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. It's Lockdown Eagles, as always, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We thank you for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. And guys, today's show is brought to you by On Location. On Location is the official hospitality partner of the NFL. It's the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. Guys, welcome into a Sunday edition of Locked on Eagles. I wish today this show would be the postgame show between the Eagles and the Washington football team. It was supposed to be a matchup between two six and seven squads fighting for that final playoff spot in the NFC. Washington currently holds the seventh seed at six and seven, but the Eagles are six and seven as well in a win today. We could have been talking about the Eagles potentially in a playoff spot with just three games to go in the 2021 season. But as we learned on Friday, the NFL postponed the matchup to Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Thanks in large part to all of the key Washington starters on both sides of the football that are being placed on the COVID-19 list. It doesn't have to do with the Eagles. They've done a great job of not having players exposed to the virus, keeping everything in-house, keeping the team safe, and not being put in this protocol. But Washington's mistake has put this game now in a bind, pushed back to Tuesday. And I think that, to me, is BS. I think the game should be – I'm really frustrated that we're not talking about a game today. And it's not about, you know, ignoring COVID-19. It's not about taking safe protocols. It's about how we got to this point and who's at fault. And that is my issue with what happened on Friday and the situation today with the fact that there is no game between the Eagles and Washington. Because the game was postponed and the timing was very interesting. Because Washington's starting quarterback, Taylor Heineke, he was placed on the COVID-19 reserve list on Friday just a couple hours before the game was postponed. And Washington had already had a number of key notable players on the list. You know, Montez Sweat was the first one to go. Jonathan Allen was placed on the list as well. Uh, Matt Ioannidis, pretty much every single one of their starting defensive linemen, uh, their starting cornerback, their top cornerback in Kendall Fuller. And then you had Kyle Allen placed on the list, Washington's backup quarterback. And Heineke was banged up already, so we didn't know the status of their QB1. Then Heineke goes on the list, and suddenly the game is postponed. And it wasn't just Philadelphia. The Cleveland-Las Vegas game got postponed, as did the Los Angeles Rams and Seattle Seahawks matchup. It's going on across the NFL. And I'm all for not having this game played due to concerns about COVID-19, but it has to do with how the game is not being played. It was not forfeited, despite the NFL saying in the summer there would be forfeits if outbreaks started because of unvaccinated players Instead, it was postponed, and they said it wouldn't ever be, postponements would never come with the motivation of competitive nature, but this feels like we need to postpone this game because Washington does not have enough of their key players in a very important playoff matchup. That's the vibe that I'm getting from why this game was postponed and not forfeited. The NFL said in the summer 
that outbreaks because of unvaccinated players, it would either cause you to have to just play, like they made Denver play last year with a wide receiver at quarterback, or you're going to forfeit the football game. The NFL did not stick by their word. This game is postponed to Tuesday at 7 p.m. And again, if the postponement happened and the outbreak happened because a lot of players that were already vaccinated, you know, if that's why the outbreak started and that you couldn't control it, that you know it happened even though all these players were vaccinated and maybe the Omicron uh, variant, uh, variant, I should say, was the key, you know, part of this problem, then I would say it would be understandable for sure. But Montez Sweat was the first Washington player to go on the COVID-19 list. And before that, they, throughout the season, rarely had anybody on this list. So it's hard to completely, definitively say Montez Sweat is the reason that the outbreak in Washington happened. But he was the first on the list, and Montez Sweat is one of the few players on that roster that is not vaccinated. He was the first on the list. He's kind of the, you know, the player patient zero, if you will. And everything after that happened. And again, the NFL backtracked from what their original policy was. And I don't understand, like, I get it. Like, yeah, Washington, they're at a disadvantage. A lot of these guys that are already vaccinated are at a disadvantage because of this. And, you know, you can make the argument it's not fair in such an important game. But you have to flip the script and look at the Eagles' perspective. Now the Eagles are at a disadvantage for an outbreak that was caused by Washington and them going against protocol. Again, if the outbreak was despite following protocol, it's a different story. But Montez Sweat was not vaccinated, and after him, I don't think it's a coincidence all these defensive linemen went on the list, and then players at other positions started to go as well. So now the Eagles are at a disadvantage where they have to play three division matchups in less than, in what, 16 days? They have to get ready. They have like 13 days to prepare for these huge matchups because of Washington's mistake. Even though Philadelphia has barely anybody on the COVID list. You know, Quez Watkins was placed on it this week, and I think one or two other players. I don't have the list in front of me, but Philadelphia all year has done an incredible job of not having COVID impact their team. They've taken all the right safety precautions, and yet now they're the one at a disadvantage. And the NFL, again, said competitive reasons would not motivate their decisions. But if this wasn't a game with playoff implications like it does – And if Taylor Heineke wasn't on the list and all these key starters, guys, I think the game would be played on Sunday. And so that's my frustration. And I know Mike Garofolo of NFL Network said that games would only be forfeited if they couldn't reschedule. But that's not what Roger Goodell told the AP in another story later in the summer. If it came to, again, the difference here that we need to put forth is that the outbreak likely came from an unvaccinated player. And now the NFL, Goodell, is using the new variant of COVID as an excuse. But I don't understand, you know, if you use that as an excuse, then how does postponing it to Tuesday help against that virus? That doesn't make much sense to me at all. And I think, I think this is BS, and I think the Eagles should fight harder on this. And they're at a significant disadvantage now. It's not that, you know, the Eagles wanted a free win against Washington, who would have, it would have basically been a free win today against Washington with their 
pretty much completely limited players uh, who they had available. It's not that at all. Like We're not trying to be the New York Giants last year and have an excuse where they were complaining about the Eagles tanking that Week 17 game against Washington and they're upset that they couldn't win the division despite having six wins. Like That's not the case at all. Like I don't mind. They're still going to beat Washington, I think, on Tuesday and be at a significant advantage. It's not that the Eagles are scared. It's the, Again, I would be totally fine with the game being played Tuesday instead of Sunday if it came down to you know, different reasons for the outbreak. But it's hard for me to not, you know, point to all the dots and connect them with Montez Sweat starting off this list and being unvaccinated. And again, the NFL's policy with that was a whole lot different when the league started. And to me, or I should say when the league year started, and to me this feels like owners pressuring Goodell, owners that are trying to get their teams into the playoffs – and it feels like for competitive reasons, Goodell was pressured by his bosses, and now the game is played on Tuesday. And I think it's ridiculous. And yeah, part of this is just me a little concerned. You know, 2010 nightmares are back in my head. The last time a game got postponed to a Tuesday for the Eagles from a Sunday, Joe Webb cost the Eagles a bye week as they lost to the Minnesota Vikings, and then the Eagles lost to the Green Bay Packers in the wild card round. Things could have been a lot different if that game was played on Sunday, and they beat Minnesota. 2010 could have shaped out a whole lot different. So part of it is that nightmare of thinking about that again. And, uh, you know, a trap game could be on the horizon. I don't think so. But, again, it's it's not making an excuse. It's not wanting the free win. It's just the premise of why the NFL postponed this game as opposed to forfeiting it or making Washington play. And I think most people are in agreement here that um, this was a mistake by the league and the Eagles are – in agreement as well. They are not, not happy. One positive look here, though, when it comes to a positive spin for this game being postponed to Tuesday, QB1 Jalen Hurts could be ready. We'll get into that coming up next right here on Lockdown Eagles. And guys, today's show is sponsored by the best tasting protein bar on the planet. It's Built Bar. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat. And they're high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. And there's so many awesome flavors. You've got raspberry, mint brownie, cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie, you name it, whatever your taste buds favor, Built Bar's got it for you, and they give you that extra fuel with all of the healthy nutrients and none of the guilt. So tell Santa to throw you a few Built Bars this holiday season. And may I recommend dipping your Built Bar into a piping hot cup of hot chocolate. I'm a big white hot chocolate guy with some peanut butter brownie Built Bars. Oh man, that is such a treat to end the night. Also, they've got these awesome marshmallowy treats around the holidays as well. Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate. They taste so good. You won't even believe they're filled with protein. And I can get you 15 off your order today at built.com when you use the promo code locked 15 that's l-o-c-k-e-d-1-5 at built.com for 15 percent off your order Guys, today's show is also sponsored by Stat Hero. No one plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better. But traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups, winner take all. And here's the crazy part. Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play, and you handpick the team you want to face one-on-one. This never-before-seen innovation of a fantasy sport and sports betting hybrid has Stat Hero 
players clocking odds that are over four times better. Why? Because you don't have to compete against thousands of experts or unknowns. Stat Hero puts you in control of your fate. With Stat Hero, you are in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play for, and Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them. Stat Hero head to head is what daily fantasy sports should be one on one. Head over to stathero.com slash locked on today and use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Use the promo code locked on for a 100% match. Terms and conditions do apply. Guys, this is Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. We thank you for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. I wish we could be talking about a game today, but because of Washington, the game was postponed to Tuesday at 7 p.m. Montez Sweat, unvaccinated, he was the first player to go on the list. And, funny enough, Montez Sweat might be playing in this game on Tuesday which is hilariously ironic, embarrassing for the league. The Eagles should be pissed. Fans are pissed. Players are pissed. Darius Slay called out the league on Twitter, as did Fletcher Cox, as did Rodney McLeod. It's not that they're scared to play Washington on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday, potentially more at full strength, definitely not going to be at complete full strength by far, but more at full strength than they would be on Sunday. They're not scared about it. It's just about you know the premise of how they got to the postponement decision that is uh, pretty hypocritical of the NFL. One thing it does help with when it comes to the birds, though, is the chances of Jalen Hurts playing. Jalen Hurts has been limited throughout the week with that ankle injury that kept him out of the matchup against the Jets two weeks ago, you know, two weeks later even after the bye week. He still was limited throughout the week, didn't look 100%. He was, however, a full participant on Friday, though. And Nick Sirianni, the Eagles head coach, said that Hertz did have a great practice. And despite that, though, being a full participant once this week, still, especially against Washington and the issues they're having on their roster, I feel like if this game was being played today, Gardner Minshew most likely would have started. The Eagles probably would not have needed to rush Jalen Hurts back. If the circumstances were different, maybe. Um, But at the same time, the one positive outlook for the Eagles playing on Tuesday instead of Sunday is that, you know, you give Jalen a couple more days to rest up, two more days as opposed to none, you know, that could help him get closer to playing against Washington. And that's what you want. You want Jalen Hurts to, it's a huge opportunity um, for Hurts to help take the Eagles on a playoff run and potentially convince him still of himself that this franchise can bet on him to be the QB1 in 2022 and beyond. Um, And postponement definitely helps him with that because uh, before that I was saying, man, this is a huge opportunity and the timing of this injury just sucks because right now I don't think he's done enough to convince the Eagles he's the quarterback next year. And I'm not saying that these final four games are going to be enough either. You know, you could still make the playoffs and Jalen can kind of play the way he's played all year. And that won't convince him still. But if Jalen Hurts plays his best football right now, in this circumstance, that's what people remember most. That's what we said last Friday on Lockdown QB1. That could change the narrative completely if he starts playing his best ball, especially as a passer, in must-win games in a playoff run. And so the timing of the injury was brutal, but the postponement does help him potentially get back on track here. The question still, though, remains, even with the game on Tuesday, is if Jalen's not at 100% with that angle, uh, ankle, I should say, should they put him out there? And part of this, the decision, you know, if it was Carson Wentz or if it was Nick Foles or, you know, past quarterbacks for the Eagles or if it was like a different styled quarterback, I think the decision would be a little bit different. But that's one thing you have to take into account with Jalen is that his style, he needs to be effective in this offense. Like he's got to be able to run the football. If you are going to have a quarterback that can only really stand in a 
pocket that's going to be mostly clean with the Eagles' offensive line and with Washington's lack of defensive linemen this week. It's going to be mostly clean. But when it comes to Jalen Hurts' effectiveness as a pocket passer without any threat of being a mobile quarterback, you know, I'd rather have Gardner Minshew playing in this situation. That's part of the hesitation to make Hurts a long-term guy still is that you take away that mobility and he is not a starting quarterback in the NFL right now. So that's part of the, the decision for the Eagles is to see how well he can move around. Like, yeah, can he get into his dropbacks? Probably. But can he run around and make guys miss still? Because when Jalen Hurts is out there on offense, that's what's going to win you football games. And if he can't do that and you're down to just a straight pocket passer on Tuesday, then I'm playing Gardner Minshew because right now he's just more effective in that role. So that's the one thing you have to take into consideration as well with Jalen Hurts. You know, the, the decision is different with his style of play based on if he was just you know a, a typical pocket passer. But Jalen Hurts has not developed enough as a passer in the pocket, for me, to be like, yeah, if he can't run, he should still be the guy. Like, that is his bread and butter right now. That's what puts dinner on the table for the birds on offense is his ability to move around. And Tuesday helps him get closer to that 100% with the ankle, but we'll see. I mean, I still think there's a chance that Minshew could play. Um, And if Hertz is below, like, 90%, then I would say start Minshew still, um, considering they're – you know, advantage against Washington this week. But um, on Tuesday, the game being played then, I think Jalen could play. I think I'm feeling good about him playing. Whereas, again, today, if I had to put my money down on the game being today, I would have said Gardner Minshew is QB1. Guys, today's Lockdown Eagles is also sponsored by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has you covered all season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march. To the playoffs, BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus. On your first deposit, just use our promo code LOCKDOWN, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to receive your bonus from basketball to football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet all your favorite sports, all your favorite props for the birds, and bet online is where the game starts. All right, guys, Louis DiBiase wrapping up this Sunday edition of Locked on Eagles. No game for the birds today. It's postponed to Tuesday at 7 p.m. against Washington. So what are you watching? You know, who are you rooting for? As the Eagles are 6-7, and seven, tied for a spot. They're only not in the wild card because of tiebreakers. But they're in 6-7 and seven, just like every team in the race right now. So who are we rooting for today and who are we rooting against? A look at the schedule at 1 o'clock, one game, keep a close eye on. Although I think this team is the least likely to grab that 7th and final playoff spot in the NFC is the Carolina Panthers. They play the Buffalo Bills at 1 p.m. And between Cam Newton and P.J. Walker, you know, rotating in and out this two-quarterback system because both are terrible and can't really get through full games. You know, with the offense, with DJ Moore potentially being out today, with Christian McCaffrey being out, I think Carolina isn't really a team to be overly concerned with, especially considering the Eagles have the head-to-head. But the fact of the matter is is that, crazy enough, at 5-8, and eight, they're still only a game back of that final playoff spot. They do have a pass rush that's incredible with Hassan Reddick and Brian Burns. And the Buffalo Bills offensive line is one of the worst in football. So keep an eye out for that game. Go Bills. Josh Allen will play in that matchup. 
Also, you've got Falcons 49ers. The 49ers are currently the sixth seed in the NFC. I want them to just keep winning games here. They have the head-to-head on the Eagles. They're going to grab the sixth seed. They're just a better team compared to these other teams fighting in the NFC. And they're playing Atlanta, who's also 6-7. and seven. So, you know, San Fran is in the race, too, with all these teams, but they're ahead of everybody. They have the tiebreaker on the Eagles. You want them to win that game. Even though the Eagles have the head-to-head on Atlanta, Atlanta's right there with you, tied with the same record. You're going to want them to lose here and get to 6-8. and eight. So I think San Francisco is the team to watch at 4-0-5. And then also, go Tampa Bay. They play the New Orleans Saints. The Saints also at 6-7. and seven. The Eagles, too. They do have the head-to-head on New Orleans as well. The Eagles, guys, I'm telling you, I mean, they should be favored to be that 7 seed if they can beat Washington. Because all these teams, I mean, the Eagles have the tiebreakers on all of them um, outside of San Francisco and Minnesota currently. And, um, you know, they all have tough schedules and they all play each other. So I think the Eagles' outlook is looking good. I think Tampa Bay is going to beat New Orleans today pretty handily. I think San Francisco is going to beat Atlanta. I think Buffalo is going to beat Carolina. And then on Monday night, you've got Minnesota and Chicago. That's the game to be most concerned with. I think Minnesota's... Them in Seattle, and Seattle plays the Rams on Tuesday. Their game got postponed as well. I'd say they're the two teams to be the most concerned with to grab that final wild card spot, you know, if you handle Washington. But, you know, even Minnesota, they're very inconsistent, and I could definitely see the Bears splitting with them down the stretch here. And at home on Monday night, I mean, Chicago could definitely beat Minnesota. So go Justin Fields. Hopefully he can take down the Vikings, and hopefully the Rams can beat the Seahawks. Because I'm kind of nervous about the Seahawks, guys. Russell Wilson and Seattle's they're only a game back. And uh, they're the team that, to me, is the most dangerous. So that, uh, that is the rooting guide for you this week as we wait out these few days until the Birds play Washington on Tuesday at 7 p.m. We'll be back with another episode tomorrow. We have our post-game show on Tuesday as well. We've got three more episodes next week for you guys. We are your only daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, and we thank you for making Locked on Eagles your first listen each and every day. You can subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. We're on YouTube as well throughout the week and on Twitter at LockdownBirds, at DiBiaseLoe, and my co-host Gino Camilleri. He's on Twitter at GC24 underscore football. As always, guys, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. Now make sure you head over to Lockdown Bets to make them your second listen of the day, your daily one-stop shop for all gambling needs. Lockdown Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Go Birds, guys. I'll see you tomorrow.